I'm Leslie Torres. And I'm Bronna Marks. And together we co host West Coast Mix and Bounce. For all things West Coast NBA. That's right, we cover the Lakers, Clippers, Warriors, and yes, the Kings and the Suns. When there's something good to talk about, we have a new and fun episode every two weeks where we break down the craziest headlines in the NBA that pertain to the West Coast teams. We are such a niche podcast that you won't find anywhere else. I mean, two girls with experience in the field talking West Coast basketball. Um, yeah, you want to listen. This is West Coast Mix and Bounce brought to you by LAFB Network. Hey guys, it's episode 24 of West Coast Mix and Bounce. If you weren't uh, here with me and Leslie last time, we talked about Christmas, the Christmas Day game, uh, injuries, and all that good stuff. So make sure you check out episode 23 if you missed it. But today we have um, a lot of things to talk about, some somber news, of course. And we're going to start with remembering Kobe Bryant. Um, ironically, it is our 24th episode, so number 24 lives on with with all of us. Uh, Leslie, I know you're out there in L.A. How does it feel out there? Honestly, it feels very surreal. Like, it's... I can't... I don't think even my own brain has wrapped around that it's, like, real and it's a real thing that happened and I feel like that's kind of how we all feel right now like as a whole and it's crazy because you uh, I mean the this news broke on Sunday and um I don't know what you were doing but I was washing and I remember just being in the laundry mat and like my mom is trying to get my attention because she's like I heard like something on the news and it sounds like you know, I, like, she didn't, she's Latina, she doesn't really know um, English, so I kind of, like, made out, like, what she was trying to say, and I was like, I don't think that's right, I think you're wrong, and, like, mm-hmm. as soon as, like, everybody else heard in the laundry mat, it's kind of, like, everybody just kind of, like, froze a bit, and, like, they were, like, listening, like, is it real, is it not, and I was on my phone on Twitter, I was like, this can't be, I'm like, Ugh. I'm waiting for them to say, like, it's not right or it's like a wrong report it's like one of those fake stories that come out and it wasn't and it was it's crazy because I feel like we were even in that laundromat we were all kind of like in shock like no like this can't be true and you wouldn't expect people just to stop and stare for those that kind of news for that kind of person you know and so, I mean, mm-hmm. I feel like maybe that kind of represents how we all feel here in, like, the whole L.A. area. It's kind of a very, very surreal feeling. And it's very sad once you kind of, when it kind of sets in and you're just like, what happened? Like, did that really just happen? Like, is this is this real life <laughs> in a sort of way? But, yeah. but I know it's been going around yeah. the whole country and the, the whole world is kind of mourning yeah and i mean it's crazy to see a majority of people mourning all for the same person you know and granted i'm sure the people that are mourning more than half of them have never met kobe i've never personally met kobe and you know uh (laughs) it's funny that you were saying that you know you remember where you were 
because it was so surreal. I mean, I, w- I was literally at the AT&T Center recording some stuff about, you know, a Spurs game was just about to happen. I, I pulled back to the office. Um, my girlfriend calls me. She's like, did you hear the news? And I was like, what? What news? And she was like, they're saying Kobe Bryant is dead. And I was like, Kobe Bryant is what? <laughs> you know, like, I was like, no, 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 it can't be real. So I was like, okay, let me get back into the news office and see what's really happening yeah. and firsthand account you know um the spectrum i work for spectrum here in san antonio and spectrum news la you know they had to be one of the first people to report on it and my our messaging systems are going crazy and they're like have you you know can we get this up online is this confirmed is this not confirmed what sources are saying what and i'm just kind of like in shock and I'm like I really have to do my job right now but I was crying like I couldn't even stop the tears because I was so overwhelmed wow. like in in a minute it, t- it took 60 seconds for like the tears to just start and I was like okay I gotta wipe them away I gotta get this out to people I gotta figure out how I can cover this and then you know the Spurs did the 20 the Spurs and the the Raptors did a 24 uh second shot clock violation in honor on honor of him so i had to put that story up i had to run over to the spurs arena again to get sound from pop and uh demar Derozan, and just being there it was so quiet you know it it never felt so quiet in that arena all the media nobody was really talking um you know their pr their pr gig came out and was like pop's gonna give a statement we're not letting anybody into the locker room. That's it. We're going to have DeMar try to talk, and then you guys can go home. So it was just so somber. And like you said, you know, this happened on Sunday, and it's Wednesday, and I still feel emotional. I'm still, like, Same. tearing up when I'm seeing certain videos and feeling just kind of like a cloud almost, mm-hmm. you know, that grieving cloud. Like when you lose someone and you just feel like, just sad, just like a blanket of sadness. It's it's um, honestly it's it's, it's so sad. Very real. Yeah, that's the and that thing that's yeah. when it starts to hit me is when I when you kind of realize like, yeah, it happened and, and like my sadness starts to like creep in. Like I at first I didn't cry because I didn't really believe it, and I was like, no, this is not possible. I finished. I went home, and then when I got home, and it was like the reputable sources started saying like you know it's confirmed and then they start adding like you know there's five people on board and it went quick and it went up to nine it was it's just so sad even if it was kobe for everybody involved that lost like a mother that day a sister a father a friend or like you know for us are a hero and it's like and i yeah it's like I was kind of like out of words at the moment and I would just keep on watching the news and like just hoping that it was like, just kidding, it's not true or it's something for there to yeah. happen. And it's like that moment never came. And like as soon as I started to realize that, that like that right now, yeah, like as soon as I started to realize that that moment wasn't coming, I was like, wow, like I can't believe it. It's like I feel robbed, like like. I just I feel so many emotions and it's like so, it's hard and it's very difficult to contain and I like you I never met him personally but one of my dreams and like you know and I can speak 
to whoever wants to listen. But like he was my inspiration. He was, you know, he first stood out to me as an athlete and of course brought me as a Lakers fan so much joy when we won like championships or the ones the last two were the ones that I can remember clearly better and so like I remember just like going to school being so happy and like excited to talk to my friends like oh my god can you guys believe you won and that was like my joy and my happiness and then like you kind of it evolved from there from him like being so like motivated and like having his mamba mentality and kind of just be like you know I want to be like that like I want to be as motivated as him and, you know, I did try to play basketball, right. but, you know, I'm not, I don't have that kind of talent. I'm like, <laughs> I lack talent <laughs> in the athletics. Like, <laughs> so I'm like, that's not what I'm doing in life. But, you know, so then I, <laughs> but like using his motivation and stuff to kind of like grow within my field. And and it's kind of like once I put myself to it that that's, I want to do journalism and I want to do sports journalism, my ultimate career goal was to interview him like that was what I look forward to and like I would say that I made it once that happened like if I can ask him one question like I don't care who I was who I was working for what I was doing but like for me and myself like I made it and now feeling that I'm never gonna get that moment it's like oh it's so heartbreaking because that's what I I looked forward to that day like I could dream it every night and I manifested it so much in my head and it's like now it's yeah. gone. Like, it's not going to happen. And it's crazy because I do, honest, I feel robbed because I feel like there was going to be a moment in time where I was actually going to meet him and we were going to be in the same space, in the same room, and breathe the same air. And now it's just not going to happen. Not just for me, but for a lot of people that probably had the same dream. Recently, you know, when he retired, I started to realize not on, I, I already knew how much of an impact he had on the game, but it really started to sink in that there would be no LeBron without Kobe. Mm-hmm. You know, like there would be a lot of players who didn't grab their their attention to the NBA if Kobe Bryant didn't play and say to, you know, little boys all over the country, all, all over the world, hey, you can do this as long as you work hard. And he was the mogul for that. He yeah. was a superhero. People are calling him a superhero. And he is because he just, he lived his life the way a lot of people want to and feel like they can't. You know, and he he was there always in public saying, you can do exactly this with Mamba mentality and Mamba, Mamba mentality is this, this, and this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when he broke it down, it was like, okay, it's super relatable. Yeah. It's just working hard, sticking to your grind, being kind to others. You know, he was, he was such a advocate for the WNBA and women in sports and God bless Gigi too. Mm-hmm. Gigi was like a mirror for him, mm-hmm. you know, for women's sports and, she is also like a mini superhero. Gigi was like Kobe's mini, mini me. She you was know, you could tell it, that yeah. their relationship, yeah, that their relationship was super, super close. So it's just hard not only to lose him, but a piece of him as well that was kind of reflecting um, what he's done in general. So in general, it's definitely hard. And obviously, players and coaches and celebrities alike have come out and said all these amazing things about Kobe Bryant and it's just it's just emotional but it 
it makes you hope for a better tomorrow. You know, like, yes, we idolized him while he was alive, but hopefully because he didn't get to live until, you know, 80, 85 and do all the things that we thought he was going to do that mm-hmm. each individual person who's had an impact from him can somehow carry on his legacy. I think that's the goal. And if there's anything to learn from this moment, because I, I still find, I feel like things happen for a reason, but like it's so hard right. to find the reason for this. <laughs> I st- I'm like not yeah. even, at the, I'm not at the point of where I can like even make sense to that. Like I don't know what the reason is. And if maybe that's one of the reasons, then so be it. But it's just a very, very tough moment to swallow and you you could just feel the pain and see everybody's pain from regular people that you would never expect and they feel it and it's crazy how much he has resonated with a lot a lot of people and um I mean I I appreciate all the celebration of him and his career and his life and him as a motivational person and as a father and I just wish it was just not not under these circumstances. Yeah, and a lot of people, there's only so much you can say. You know, my my hope is just that we can get back on track and not, I guess, not sink. You know, in our in our grief, like obviously nobody's ever gonna forget Kobe Bryant. I mean, come on, <laughs> but. It obviously is right to honor him, to remember him, but mm-hmm. healthy, like a healthy grieving process involves people getting back to their day-to-day lives. You know, and you could see that with LeBron and his son. They just had a basketball game. They made sure they went out, they showed out, and that's what you have to do. You just kind of have to, like, get back into, after you cry it out, after you scream it out, you just got to get back into it and always have that kind of chip on your shoulder that, there is somebody that's not here on this earth anymore, but they had an impact and that should leave an impact on you for basically forever. Yeah. Um, I think that's definitely going to happen. Some obviously more slower than others that process will happen for, but ultimately I feel like he's going to be a strength and like kind of a strength for all the people who are struggling right now to kind of pull through because of how he was and how he kind of learned and and went about his life, I I just hope like it kind of doesn't take too long for most of us. Now, January thirtieth, which is our tomorrow, is when they're gonna release all the um, all the bench players. But uh-huh. right now we have all all of these starting lineups. So of course, LeBron James is captain of the West. <laughs> I mean, how could you not? Uh, he has another teammate of his in the starting lineup, AD, Anthony Davis. So mm-hmm. that looks good. And again, the East has Giannis for their captain and one of the younger players on that side, Trey Young. This is his first All-Star game, which I think is amazing. He had that amazing game after the news of Kobe where he shot, I believe it was 81% and 24 shots and he had like 51 points or something like that so that's pretty cool uh what do you think about the lineups do you think they got it right i mean yeah i mean there's no complaints from my part they for the western conference they have you know lebron like you mentioned anthony davis then they also have luka Doncic, who's also very young 
Um, we have James Harden, and then we have Kawhi Leonard, which I think I honestly like. There's usually some that I feel like, oh no, they should have been there, or there's some missing. But I feel like they have the most solid from each coast for both sides. Now, maybe for the reserves and stuff, maybe there's there's going to be a little bit more drama just because that one is voted in by, like, a lot of people. Not only, like, um, fans, but, but by media and coaches. So that, we're going to kind of have to wait for that unveiling, which is, like you said, tomorrow to see um, which players, which seven players they can each choose from for each conference. So that's going to be interesting to watch. And then... um. Yeah, that's gonna be. I feel like it's gonna be very. It's gonna be a good, a good All Star weekend. I'm not usually very excited for these because it's just like showcasing and it's mostly put on for like, I feel just like fans that don't really get to see all the players so they can see them all in one space. But I feel like this time is gonna be. I feel like competitive. It ha- I feel. I don't know why. I feel like Giannis is not gonna want to um, step down, and neither is LeBron, and they're gonna kind of go at it. <laughs> For some reason, I'm yeah. getting that vibe. So, I mean, I hope that's what happens. But um, let me see if I can pull up the reserves. How about yourself? Do you feel like there was any discrepancies or any players you think they missed? For the most part, they did a good job, especially with the younger players like Luca and Trey, getting them in there, especially in the starting lineup. You know, it's one thing to be a reserve, but it's another thing to be solidly mm-hmm. in the lineup. You know you're going to get minutes and time to compete. And like you said, you know, it's more for fun, but it's still competitive. It's, I mean, it's sports, it's basketball. It's always just a little bit competitive. And the West is definitely known for, you know, beating out the East most, most years. But I think, uh, not only with the, you know, passing of Kobe Bryant, but just the fact that, you know, they, they need to have fun just halfway through the season. They've been dogging it out, toughing it out. They just need to, you know, have a five on five game and just, (laughs) Just shoot it up. But you were talking about the reserves. Uh, They have some potential listings. Two that caught my eye were Paul George and Devin Booker. Now, I believe Devin Booker has had quite the performance in the last 10 to 15 games. I mean, he's averaging 51% uh, shooting, 26. 27 points per game and his stats look like 39 29 39 37 36 36 like that's a lot of points (laughs) every single game that's a lot of energy he's leaving out on the court and granted you know the sun are not winning every single game but the fact that he is motivated to put up those numbers every single night is is all-star worthy I think it's all-star worthy I think so too like he's He's really been like putting on a show for like um, guards, and it's and it's amazing to see and, and amazing to remember again how young he is and so how much more he has to go. Um, but I mean, I feel like the list is like he's up there. You know, he's not like super low on the list. He's he's right. he's close by. So he was like right near Donovan Mitchell and Russell Westbrook, who are like those are big names in the league. And so be close to them, and at such a young age, I feel like, if that's how you're starting off your career now, just give it a little while, and it's going to just explode on us. But I feel like it's going to be fun. They have 
good all-star selections. We also have like, you know, the dunk contest, which was going to be interesting to see. And Dwight Howard has already like confirmed that he's going to be in it. And then um, you have all the other... First time since 2009. Yeah, so that's going to be fun and interesting. Mm -hmm. LeBron James, this is his 16th um, NBA All-Star as... um, That's his 16th game. So he moves up to the third place where Kareem has um, 19 that he's been in and Kobe has 18. So, like, give him two more years and he can beat Kobe's record or, you know, or tie at least. So Right. I mean, he just passed him on the all-time scoring list. So, I mean, he's... He's out for all of the all of the smoke per se. <laughs> yeah, he wants to beat all those records. But I mean, and then, as he should, because I mean, if you want to be the best, you gotta beat the best. <laughs> uh, hey, that's true. <laughs> that's very true. But yeah, so besides All Star Weekend, where the obviously that marks basically the halfway point, and after that halfway point, we're looking towards playoffs. So it's a little early to make predictions right now, but for the West Coast, it's looking about the same as it's been all season. You know, Lakers are one, Clippers are two, Suns are 11, and Warriors are dead last. <laughs> <laughs> not surprised. So we're not <laughs> poor Warriors. You know, my girlfriend kept teasing me. She was like, so y'all going to talk about the Warriors on this on this episode? Like, no, <laughs> they're not really doing much. There's nothing for us to say. <laughs> So um, we don't want to beat them while they're down. (laughs) I know exactly. Right. So it's just kind of like, all right, we'll look for you in postseason when the draft happens and trade season, all that good stuff. As far as right now, they're just kind of playing to get through it, you know? Yes. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, so I would say like the biggest thing that I'm I'm looking at is the Lakers and Clippers. They may switch seeds. I think Mm -hmm. right now they've played almost every team they need to in the league. And if they play them again, it's probably not going to make a big difference besides, you know, win percentage. So right now, Lakers are up just a little bit. They're closer to 80% win percentage right now. Clippers are still about um, like low 70 percentile. Mm-hmm. And I think the biggest probably upset, quote unquote, would be that the Clippers would slip into one and the Lakers would slip into two. They do play each other again in March. So that's kind of going to be like a probably a pivotal moment going into playoffs. I think the Sun, the Suns, you know, if Devin Booker keeps playing like this, you know, maybe his teammates are a little yes. more inspired to to do their part, maybe they could slip into the A spot because right now they're nearly tied with the Spurs, the Blazers, and the Grizzlies. They're all about the same um, win percentage right now. So that would be interesting to see. What do you I think? think I, yeah, I mean, I'm my eyes mostly towards the top, just like how you mentioned the Lakers and Clippers are so close. They're only um, the Clippers are only 3.5 games behind the Lakers, and so. Um, the Lakers were not doing so well towards the end of their like home. I mean, home. Their away trip, they lost right. a couple times, which we were like, where you can see that they were not really playing with the full veracity that they could possibly play, be playing with. So I mean, the Clippers slipping up to first place is definitely a possibility, um, just because they haven't been performing well, and now with like what's kind of prescribed perspire for the last week 
who knows how they're going to take it as a team, if they're going to rise up to the challenge or uh, crumble a little bit before, you know, they get better. So uh, a lot can happen for for the Lakers and Clippers, especially since they are so close towards the top. And the Clippers have been playing really well, especially when Kawhi is playing. I mean, that's like already a given, but like Kawhi has been clutch against that Heat game. He was like, you know, you can tell why he needs the rest. And if he's going to keep resting and playing like that, I feel like that should be fine. <laughs> there shouldn't be any yeah. drama. Because, you know, well, according to um a writer from The Athletic, there was, like, issues because Kawhi was, you know, is supposedly getting this preferential treatment because of his resting. And, like, other players are starting to kind of um complain and get mad. But I call yeah. it, like, suppose because it's, He's meant he's injured, so that's why he's taking like the load management um type of way. And but I mean, if he's gonna come back and play like he's been playing and like winning, let him rest all he wants. <laughs> because at the end of the right. day, like you want that you want that rest and you want that player to be well off for the playoffs. And if that's where you're clearly going. So I don't know. I don't think that that's gonna be like an issue going forward, but the Clippers can definitely go ahead and slide in there for the first spot. And then I was also looking at the East, and the Bucks are, like, so good. <laughs> like, so oh, good. Like, oh, they're, they're in first place, and the Raptors are in second place, and the Raptors are eight games behind the Bucks. That's eight games behind. Meanwhile, wow. the Clippers are only three. So just, like, imagine, like, the Raptors need to do a lot to catch up and the Bucks need to like lose a lot just for like to make a scening change from the Bucks to the Nets which are in eighth place they're 21 games behind that's like I mean they the East has always been like that there's always been like crazy. one dominating team and yeah. then like everybody kind of just lags behind I mean the Raptors are I mean, they're close. They're the closest closest ones out of everybody else. (laughs) Exactly. But it's like, it's not even that close. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And it's just just crazy. That's because that's going to be, I feel like, I mean, I agree with you. When LeBron was like on the East um, Coast, everybody's like, well, whatever team LeBron is, like, that's the team to beat. And it's like, now it's like, okay, there's no LeBron. So basically, whatever team Giannis is in, that's the team to be. Because he's like, him and his team are so up on top that it's like, it's going to take a miracle to bring them down. So I feel like they're in for the playoffs. They're in for the finals for me. Because I don't see the Nets or Magic being any kind of problem for them. Not even the Raptors. Maybe the Raptors, if uh, Siakam keeps playing like he does, like he's been doing... But it's like ama- it's like crazy because if the Bucks are going to be in the finals and you have like, you look at the West and you're just like, well, who could it be? <laughs> it's between the Lakers right. and the Clippers. And uh, and then you just kind of have to like guess from there, like if somebody has a good streak or a bad streak going on. But I mean, early predictions, I would say for sure the Bucks, for sure the Raptors, for sure Lakers and Clippers, and then everybody else is like, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> yeah, we'll see how it goes. I mean, right now it kind of looks like what it looked like last year. Um, I don't think the Heat, the Heat 
being in third, though, I mean, like you said, like they're pretty far down from the Bucks. So they made the, depending on where they're seated, if they have to play the books, then they could kind of just call it quits from there. <laughs> but uh, on the West, the West side, you know, Lakers, Clippers, Jazz, Nuggets, Rockets, that's kind of what it looked like last year. Uh-huh. So, and I think like, like what you said, depending on what the vibe is and LA who's motivated or who's too emotionally distraught, it kind of, defines the rest of the season now LeBron obviously posted and was like I'm gonna put this on my shoulders I'm gonna take the Mm -hmm. weight of you know what Kobe was doing but he's one guy and everybody's gonna kind of have to share that weight so to be this far through the season and see how these players how these teams how these franchises in general uh deal with this morning and having to still play and compete and I was just watching a game um oh my gosh was it the the Pistons that was just on but they they had you know flowers and they were still talking about Kobe oh Kyrie it was a Nets game Uh they were asking Kyrie how he felt so it's just kind of like this lingering thing that's definitely gonna play I think a big part in seeing how how everybody basically goes into playoffs and who's gonna have that competitive um chip on their shoulder on their shoulder so to speak so it's gonna be I mean anything anything can happen at this point I don't know (laughs) yeah I mean it's like it's all up to each player and each team and it's crazy because I feel like maybe by now we would have had like maybe a clear sense at least for the east it's kind of looking pretty clear who's gonna dominate but for the west it's like it really can be anybody's game and things happen and is and we still have the trade deadline coming up as well so it's like so yeah. much more can still yet to happen yeah, but we'll is. see how that goes too <laughs> i share that dream with you i share Yay. that dream <laughs> hopefully the whole world does and we could just all pour our positive energy into that <laughs> yeah and we could just all do better for kobe oh. like, <laughs> i know that's like, right let's- Let's just get it together, people. This should be a sign that we just need to do better as a human population. <laughs> you know, so. Whatever his um, timely death can inspire, I will take it. Because I think that's what yeah. everybody needs. Exactly. Come back for our next episode, which will be in two weeks, more or less. And then um, just stay tuned with West Coast Mix and Bounce where we have like all your NBA updates from the West side. So thank you for listening and we'll see you next time. Bye guys.